What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle. Thank you so much for tuning in. And let me just apologize for taking so long to get to the next podcast. I think the last one was about a month ago. But I just had a really busy July. I've been doing a bunch of stuff, and um, I'm finally back into the groove of things and figuring things out. I've been all over the country in in this July. I went and traveled to all these national parks across Utah and Arizona, which was really nice. And then uh, attempted to do a tour across the country, which was a fucking disaster. But so it goes. And uh, I'll get into some of that shit here in a bit. But thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Very thankful for all my listeners and stuff. So let's do it. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about going to uh, these national parks the first place I went to was to Arches National Park, and that place is just absolutely amazing. If you haven't been, I highly recommend that you do go there because it's it's just fantastic. It's amazing to think, you know, how did these rocks get to be like this? What's up with these big-ass arches in the middle of the desert and these red rocks? I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. I don't appreciate paying the $35 to get into the park. Well, that's kind of bullshit. Like, you're going to charge us to, to see something that God made? What the fuck? But that's what the government does. They take things that are nice, and they monopolize them. They take control of them, put a fence around it, do whatever they have to do, and then make money off it because everything is theirs. It belongs to them, not us. And that is a big part of the mind control system that we live in is, you know, for them to make us believe that we somehow control something or have a say in it through democracy or something. But nothing could be further than the truth. We really don't have a say in much. And uh, despite that, it's all good. You know, still go check it out. Arches is amazing. I went to Arches, Canyonlands, uh, Bryce Canyon, Zion Canyon, a bunch of other canyons, and then we ended at the Grand Canyon. And it was all amazing. It just everything is spectacular. So sick, and uh, just camping the whole time and having a good old fucking time, man. It was amazing. I think my favorite place that I went to was Canyonlands. It's right there by Arches, uh, only like you know thirty minutes away down the road, and uh, it's it's probably the least visited of all of those places I just mentioned. Uh, so look it up and check it out. Canyonlands is it's just amazing. It's pretty much the Grand Canyon. It's on the Colorado River. But it's also on the Green River, too. They kind of converge in that area right there. And it's just a fantastic sight to behold. There wasn't too many people. Pretty, you know, pretty easy going around there. I didn't see many, like, park rangers or nothing. And just a nice place to spend some time. So I would highly recommend that you go check out Canyonlands. And you can actually drive down into the canyons and, and just get lost down there. I mean... I don't know how you would navigate and and figure out where you're going down there. It's just, it goes on forever, it seems like, and absolutely amazing, so check that out. Yeah, and after that, we went to some other place, and it was a natural arch in the middle of Utah somewhere, and that was really cool, and it was really hot, and I was sweating. I was wearing my Jerusalem cruisers, you know, those sandals with the Velcro on top. I rocked those, and uh, I was looking pretty fly nonetheless, you know, I mean, obviously, in those Jerusalem cruisers. It's kind of hard not to. So that was really great, and I was with this girl I was seeing, and uh, things were really good. Life was okay. <laughs> we went to Bryce Canyon after that, which, you know, after Arches and Canyonlands, 
I got to be honest with you, I wasn't that impressed. I was like, okay, these they have these things, they're called Hutus, I believe is the name of them, and they're these stalagmite-type things that are just sticking out of the ground, and they're pretty amazing. I mean, if you had nothing else to look at, if you hadn't have just been to Arches and Canyonlands, you'd be very impressed by these things, because they are impressive, and they're pretty fucking cool, but just so many fucking people, and just kind of hectic, and not the type of place where I was trying to chill, especially after going to Canyonlands, it was like amazing, that was like my favorite place in the whole world, and Arches, Arches was so sick, and it's just so tight, and then Bryce Canyon and Zion Canyon, they're like right next to each other, so and they're world famous, so everybody goes there, and there's a billion fucking people, and you know, that's cool, everyone deserves to see it, and whatnot, it's not like I own the place, and they gotta shut it down for me, or some shit, but still, you know, you, you wanna go to these places, and kinda have some room to breathe, and and be able to take it in, without having a bazillion people taking fucking selfies and shit, and doing what they do in national parks, that's pretty much what everyone does, everyone's just taking a picture, they go to this spot, they'll sit there for five minutes, you know, take a hundred photos, try to find the, the nicest one, and then they're going to post that shit. They don't care about the fucking scenery. You nobody care about that shit, man. You're trying to get a picture, trying to get some likes. And that is 2019 for you. That is the world we live in. So, hey, I'm not going to lie. I took a lot of pictures. It's hard not to. It's amazing, you know. It's cool. Pictures are fun. So, went to Bryce Canyon. And like I said, eh, it was eh. And then after that, we went to Zion. Now, I've heard nothing but good things about Zion. Everyone tells me, oh, Zion's the most amazing place in the whole entire world. You gotta go there. It's fucking awesome. And all this. And uh, I was like, okay. So we went there and tried to find a camping spot around there because we were camping the whole time. And there was this place outside of the park. We couldn't camp in the park. There's like one campground that you can go to and it's, you know, a hundred bucks or some shit and it's filled up for months and months, probably years in advance. You just can't go there unless unless you know somebody. I don't fucking know. I don't know anybody. <laughs> so we were trying to camp at this place outside of it and it was basically just a patch of dirt with like a fucking pile of rocks and a shitty picnic table, and they wanted like 50 bucks a night, and we're, I was like, fuck that, I'm not doing that, so we went to just go poach a campsite, and try to find somewhere to, to chill, just outside of it, and you know, just somewhere where I didn't have to pay, <laughs> I'm cheap, I'm running out of money, man, and uh, so we drove all the way up this road to the middle of nowhere, and found a spot, it was on private property, I'm not gonna lie, we weren't allowed to be there, and, uh, you know, I like doing that shit. That's pretty much what we did the whole time. We didn't pay for no camping. You know, fucking sue me. Come and get me, bitch. <laughs> but I think that's bullshit. It's like you got to spend all the money on the camping gear. You got to get a tent. You got to get the food, the ice chest, the ice, the drinks, the beer, the weed. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into camping. And, you know, the sleeping bag and all, just all the little necessities that you need. And then on top of that, they're going to charge you 50 bucks to sleep in the fucking dirt. It's like, come on, man, that's bullshit. So, you know, I don't mind roughing it and, and going to find my own spot and making my own fire pit and doing my own shit on somebody else's property. That's what I like to do, man. So that's what we did there. And it's kind of sketchy. We kept hearing weird noises. And we're like, what the fuck is that? Did you hear that? But it was nothing. It's never anything. Nothing matters. It's okay. 
And uh, the next day went into Zion and we're driving through. So at this point we had bought one of those year passes because it was either you pay $35 at every park you go to, every national park, or you pay like $80 and then you can go to any national park in the whole country for, you know, for one, as long as you have your little pass thing. But if you lose it, you can't go. You got to buy a new one. You only get one fucking card because they know you're going to lose it. So we just decided to do that. But, you know, disclaimer right here, it doesn't work for the state parks because we went to a place called Horse Thief Canyon, which was really sick. It was like right there before Canyonlands and basically like the Grand Canyon. And it was this place where all these cowboys would herd these horses and it was a natural corral because this this giant cliff uh, funnels off at the end and they could put a little fence there. And then the horses couldn't get out. They would fall off the cliff, so they would, you know, be cool. And the reason it's called, no, maybe it was Horse Death. No, Dead Horse. Dead Horse Canyon is what it was called. Or Dead Horse Dead Horse Point. I'm sorry. I don't. I have a shitty memory. <laughs> but it was called Dead Horse Point because all of these cowboys brought all of these horses there. And then they put that fence up. And then they took their favorite horses because they were all wild horses, feral horses or whatever. And they wrangled up the ones they liked the most. And left the other ones there to die, and they just died of heat stroke because there was nothing, nothing up there. It's 100 degrees. You're in the middle of the desert. There's no water. So all of the horses died. And then the next person who stumbled upon this beautiful spot found, like, 50 dead, rotten horses and were like, what the fuck happened here, fucking cowboys? This is back in the 1800s or early 1900s, you know, back in the day, back when you could do shit like that. The good old days when you could just murder all the horses and get away with it. Take the best ones. Those were the days, man. So, anyways, we went to go see that, and then they fucking, you know, go to show them my pass that we just spent 80 bucks on. And then they're like, no, this is a state park, so cough up another 25 bucks. And it's like, motherfucker, man, you just can't win these days, you know? But it was impressive, I guess. It was just that one point where you you just look out, and, I mean, it was amazing. But it, it just pisses you off when you got to pay for it. You know, it's like, you didn't dig this hole, bitch. What the fuck? Anyway, so we're in Zion. And we just get into it. And it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's just beautiful. You know, beyond description. It's one of those places that you have to go to. And we're driving through this big old tunnel. And it's just awesome. I'm having a great old time. I got my camera. And I'm filming everything. And. It's just really cool. It was great. I fucking loved it. And then, um, so we're trying to get to all these spots, you know. They they got all these sweet hikes you can do and, you know, scenic places and shit that you can go to. But then we find out that you can't drive to any of them. It's like they blocked off the whole road in actual Zion Canyon, which is where all the cool shit is. And it's shuttle buses only. You got to jump on the shuttle bus if you want to go to any of these spots. And it's like, what the fuck, man? That's kind of gay, like... Or shitty, I'm sorry, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> it kind of sucks, you know? And uh, so we're like, well, fuck. All right, whatever. So then we got to go and find parking. Luckily, it was pretty early in the morning, so not too many people had shown up at this point. I think it was on a weekday as well, and that helped us out. And we found somewhere to park. And then we waited for the shuttle, because there's no other way to see the stuff. So you have to go on this community shuttle. And I was thinking about it. You know, I I had to think of the greater agenda behind this. Because once you take the shuttle up, 
you go up there and there's giant parking lots at all these places too. You can easily drive there. It's just they don't want you to. It's like the government doesn't want you to drive there. And they want you to take their shuttle and do the um the fucking shuttle thing, which sucks. And it I couldn't help but think of Agenda 21 because uh, a big part of that is the abolition of private property and you know no more driving, no more cars. No more going where you want to go, only going where they allow you to go. Like, they'll give you a ride and drop you off, but you can't drive your own car. That's a, whole, that's a big thing with Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. And I encourage everyone to read that document because it's, uh, because it's very telling of the times we live in and where we are headed. Because when they write these, these plans out, you know, they're going through with it. There's a reason they do that shit. They're following the plan. They're going to stick to the plan. They're really good at that. So since it's a national park, you got to think that, you know, they have complete control over what happens there. And it's all the federal government because national parks, they don't belong to the state. They belong to the federal government. And actually, I had somebody tell me that it's it's above that. It belongs to the U.N. because you have these UNESCO World Heritage Sites which is the United Nations Education, Science, and Cultural Organization, founded by Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous Huxley, who was the author of Brave New World, and, you know, big New World Order, New World Order um, Illuminati-type, you know, scientific dictatorship-making-ass motherfuckers who believe the world should be controlled by experts, which is them. And they want to control everything. So basically, UNESCO's been going around the whole world uh, snatching up all these sweet spots and fucking taking them to be their own. Because I remember I was traveling Asia, all the cool spots I went to there were also UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And they put it as like, it's a great thing, you know, like it's some fucking stamp of high esteem or like an award or some shit. They didn't do nothing, you didn't fucking make this place. But whatever. Um... Anyway, so we were out there, uh, and we, we find a place to park, get on the shuttle, and go and see all the spots, but there was just so many people, and it kind of sucks when there's that many people. It just makes it lame, you know, so, uh, but I had a great time regardless, and it was just amazing to see that. We saw a rattlesnake. Um, my girlfriend almost stepped on the rattlesnake, which was kind of crazy, but she was okay. She didn't know what kind of snake it was. She'd never seen a rattlesnake. I've seen a bunch of them. So I was like, ah, you should probably back away. I was tempted to try to catch it, but not worth it. I think if you get bit by a rattlesnake, you're fucked. <laughs> Even if you get the, the anti-venom or whatever, you're still going to get really hurt. Your shit's going to swell up, and you're going to feel like shit for a few weeks and probably never be the same. So don't mess with the rattlesnakes, however tempting it might be. Um, so, you know, Zion's cool, but the the whole thing with the shuttle bus, I don't like it. I don't fucking like it, man. I want to be able to drive my car. I want to have access to all my shit. I want to be able to get in my ice chest. I want to be able to get to my weed. I want to have some fucking privacy, you know, and, and be in my own personal vehicle while I'm checking out this beautiful canyon. Why, why, why do you deny me that right, government? What's your problem? But they're a bunch of cocksucking motherfuckers, so... It's going to get worse. It's probably all going to be like that. That's the plan for the future. You can't drive anywhere. That's what you got to understand, man. They don't want you to be able to do what you want to do. They want you to do what they want you to do. You know, that's that's the whole system that we're going into here. It's ran by so-called experts, which is whoever they fucking 
say are the experts, and you're too dumb to make your own decisions, you're too dumb to drive your own car, um, and if you do drive your own car, you're probably going to bring a bunch of guns with you and fucking shoot everybody, or something, you know, it's like terrorism is always there, and yeah, I don't know, it's, it's all part of the agenda, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but another thing that goes with that, that I saw a lot of when I was traveling around the country, with the shared vehicles and whatnot, is those little stupid motor scooters, the electric scooters, they have just strewn about every sidewalk on every major city in the fucking country. And I think they're all over the world now, um, which sucks. <laughs> and there's it's kind of a cool idea, right? It's, you know, you hop on this electric scooter and you just pay with it with your phone or and and you just go. So it's an interesting idea, but... Like, who's allowing this shit? They're just all over the sidewalks and you just leave them there? It's like, well, this is fucking weird, man. I, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. And my friend said when he was in Prague, uh, over there in Europe, a very, very old city, and just, you know, they have these ancient bridges that are like a fucking thousand years old, and he just got this dumb electric scooter on it, just fucking it all up. It's like fucking up the aesthetic. It's It's bogus, man. Fuck that. So, those are weird. I don't like it. Because, you know, what the fuck? I'm trying to ride my skateboard somewhere. When I was a kid, I'd try to skate everywhere, and they would. I'd get kicked out of everywhere. But now, all of a sudden, if you're paying for it and you're riding this electric scooter, it's fine. They don't care. You know, do what you want, as long as we're getting money from it. But if you're trying to skate, then it's it's no good. So, fuck that. I don't like that shit. Anyways... <laughs> That was my trip. And then I went to the Grand Canyon, which is uh, always amazing. If you haven't been to the Grand Canyon, go check it out. I went to the North Rim this time, which I had never been to. Uh, the previous time I went to the Grand Canyon, I went to Havasupai Falls, which is just, it's beyond description, one of those other places. This giant waterfall in the middle of the Grand Canyon. And it's like a baby blue color because of the alkaline minerals in the water. And it's just amazing, man. It's it's absolutely crazy. I camped on top of it. This was a few years ago. And I remember looking over the edge of the waterfall and being like, man, nobody could survive jumping off this. You would fucking die if you tried to jump off of this. And fast forward to a few weeks ago, I met some kid who jumped off it. He did a triple backflip off of it. And he's part of this crew of cliff jumpers that goes all over the world and just jumps off the craziest shit. So I was like blown away by that, I was like, damn, you're fucking badass, he showed me the video and everything, and, uh, yeah, so that was cool, but the North Rim is really cool as well, it's kind of like a, it's a bigger portion of the canyon, so you could see farther, and you could see more, it's very deep, and just, just absolutely amazing, we watched the sunset there the first night, went back and camped, and then came back for the sunrise, which was, it was just awesome, man, I love it out there, I love the desert. And then I came home, and I had about a week to chill before I went on this so-called tour, which was a fucking disaster. Everything sucked. But, you know, it was worth trying. There were good people and shit, but just not what I signed up for. But saw some crazy stuff as I drove across this country of ours. I drove from Carson City, Nevada, all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. So I saw a lot of shit, and we talked. I mean, we stopped in... um, saw some things. I'll just mention some of the things that were most striking. I'm not going to go over the whole story of what happened. I don't even want to tell it. I'm I just putting that shit behind me, man. Fuck that. <laughs> but it's all good. So uh, we went to Oklahoma City, 
And, of course, this is where they had the Oklahoma City bombing on April 19th, 1995, which was the same day as the Waco massacre with the Branch Davidians when uh, the ATF fucking shot up and burnt up all these people. They burned them all alive, you know, for because they're fucking assholes is what it is. The government, that is. So that was in 93, and this was in 95, when supposedly Timothy McVeigh drove uh, a truck bomb outside the building and then just blew up, uh, you know, three-fourths of the building and killed like 200 people. I think it was 169 people. Many, many more injured and fucked up the whole city. Many millions of dollars worth of damage. And just a really terrible event. Um, I don't believe that the official story, not one bit, because it's too, it's too big of a part of the agenda. And what I think was, was part of it is just to get people prepped for the terrorism thing. Like anything can happen at any place. It doesn't matter. And you're not safe. You know, the, the terrorists are coming to get you. Anybody could be a fucking terrorist, even your neighbor or, you know, the guy down the street, it doesn't matter, um, you're going to die. I mean, you're not safe. So you got to give up all your rights. And I think this was a big setup for 9-11 because this was the biggest terrorist attack uh, before 9-11 happened. This was the biggest one, the Waco, uh, I'm sorry, not the Waco, the Oklahoma City bombing. Now, if any of you have been to Oklahoma City, you would know what a beautiful city it is. It's absolutely amazing. Well, we got there, and I'm, like, skating around. There was nobody in downtown, which was weird. It seemed like a ghost town. And it was, like, it was sick, though. It was like I was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something. I was just fucking skating everything. Nobody said shit to me. And it was just awesome. But there was, like, nobody else. And I remember, and you're in a downtown in a pretty big city. And you have big-ass buildings everywhere and stuff. You expect to see some people. And I'm looking around, and, like, I saw, like, a couple other people walking around. But there were just other tourists, like, they weren't from there either. So it was weird. It was like, damn, what happened to all the residents in this bitch? Like, there was nobody. It was just very, very strange. An eerie feeling. The only people who were there were other tourists, like, looking around like, what the fuck is going on here? This is weird. And then homeless people, you know. And that was it. There was no, like, regular people. I don't know why. Went and checked out the botanical gardens and stuff, and that was beautiful. And basically what I'm trying to say is Oklahoma City is a very, very nice city. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's a really cool town. And it seems like nothing could happen there. You know, it's like middle America, you know, very fucking white-collar. I don't know, is that the word for it? It's just, it doesn't seem like there would be a terrorist attack there. It's not like New York or L.A. or Vegas or something where there's just all kinds of people. It's kind of like... You know, just, it's the heart of America type thing. It just seems fucking safe there. When you're there, you're like, man, this shit feels homely and and safe and just good. I like it here. That's what I was thinking when I was there. So it makes sense that they would choose that place to have this insane terrorist attack. Because that just shows everyone that this could happen anywhere. We're not safe. Nobody's safe. And we're fucked. The terrorists are going to get us no matter what. We can be in this super safe town in the middle of Oklahoma and still get blown the fuck up by some crazy white dude. And it's always some crazy white dude. Until it was the Arab terrorists. Which is not true. None of that shit's fucking true. You can't believe any of it. And then what they do is they create these memorials. Because 
that's just what they're into. And they it's a tongue-in-cheek type of thing. They do it as a joke, you know, to make it seem like they care or whatever. And, uh, like, they care about the victims. And this is the people who really did it. You know, I'm talking about, like, the, the hidden hand who's controlling everything. Like, the Illuminati motherfuckers, like, 33rd degree Freemasons and above. The people really pulling the strings and, and creating these events and, and incorporating the symbolism and the special dates and the gematria and all that kind of shit. These are the people who are really doing that kind of stuff. And there's always a, a greater plan behind it and a greater agenda. And it was weird with the memorial at the Oklahoma City bombing, um, which was erected in 2000, so five years after the bombing. Um, they have this big black pool. You know, it's very eerie. And then there's these big black uh, columns, and they're symbolizing fucking... One of them says 901, and the other one says 903, because the attack happened at 9.02 a.m. So it's like one of them was like the piece before it, and then the other one was like the hell or some shit that you go into. And then they have all these chairs set up, 169 chairs for everyone that died. And it's it's sad, you know, and, and much respect to the victims. And it sucks that that happened. It's, it's terrible. Um, But it's even more sh- bullshit that the people who actually did it, I don't think it was Tim McVeigh. He might have been brainwashing and doing something to being the, the Manchurian candidate and the scapegoat. But I don't think he's the one who really did it because there's this is too big of a portion of, you know, the greater agenda, which is control of the whole world, you know, under the guise of terrorism. So another thing I found weird was across the street, there's a big old statue of Jesus and Jesus is turned away and he's fucking crying. He's turned away from the building and just crying like absolute, you know, it's just a weird thing. Like, why would Jesus? Jesus doesn't cry. And to me, what I got from it was that, you know, not even Jesus can save you from these motherfuckers. Like, they're going to do whatever they want, and Jesus is, you know, run away and fucking cry like a little bitch or something, you know? You can't do nothing to us, these satanic motherfuckers that that really control the world, that are really pulling the strings, designing the wars, uh, plotting the terrorist attacks and the mass shootings and all that stuff. I mean, it's my belief that they're behind all this shit. And if not all of it, then a vast majority of it. And, you know, they're jokesters. So they they put up this symbolism. And if you're fluent in the symbolism and you've studied this stuff for a long time and things like the occult and and the, the special meaning behind certain numbers and, and symbols and stuff, then you'll pick up on this stuff, especially at these uh, memorial sites. Like it was very similar to the memorial they made for the 9-11 attacks because they have the two giant black fountains for the 9-11 attacks where the towers once stood. There's just these giant fucking eerie black waterfalls that descend into nothingness. And they have all the names of the people that were murdered there. It's just really weird. It's not uplifting at all. It's very dark, very like Luciferian, and just it makes you feel like shit when you're there. And it was the same thing at Oklahoma City. And I just found that very strange. So we did some more exploring around that. And then, wouldn't you know it, over to where the the building actually once stood, or maybe it was the plaza right outside the building, um, there was a giant bronze, like, coin type thing, you know, a big uh, cylindrical circular thing. 
And it was what's on the dollar bill. It was the pyramid with the all-seeing eye that said Nova Seclorum, whatever the fuck. And just straight Illuminati symbolism right there, right in your face. And there was it was huge. It was like three feet by three feet, you know, solid bronze. Obviously cost thousands and thousands of dollars to make, and it was all held up on this big granite fucking thing. And it was just in the middle of the plaza for no apparent reason. And it was exactly what you see on the dollar bill. Just both of those things. It was the pyramid with the fucking Latin words. And then on the other side, it was the eagle holding, you know, the arrows and the fucking with the snakes and shit. And it's just a bunch of symbolism behind it. You know, there's all kinds of look up on YouTube, the symbolism behind the dollar bill and all that bullshit. And it's just right in your face. And that's what they do. You know, these cocksuckers. So it's on the back of the dollar bill. You have the the do, uh, the pyramid that says Annuit Coeptis and then Novus Ordo Seclorum, which means New World Order, I believe. And then you have the uh, the bird, you know, the eagle with the arrows in his talons and then the leaves and shit. And it all has symbolic meaning, you know, because there's 13 stars, 13 arrows, 13 leaves. And it's all a numerical thing. And same with the pyramid and stuff. They're very into their symbols. So what they did was they created the the Oklahoma City bombing, blew up all of these people, and then they got to leave their stamp there and let you know right in plain sight, like, yeah, motherfuckers, this was us, and what are you going to do about it? And that's, that's what it was. That's what I gathered from it. And it's it's disgusting that they do that shit, and they they have to mock you in plain sight. They have to leave it there like for it to be satisfying to them. I think they get off on it, you know? It's like these dumb motherfuckers type of thing. You know, that's what they're thinking about us. Uh, we, we're going to flaunt it in plain sight that we did this. Because this, uh, this symbol thing, you know, the big coin type thing, um, it didn't have any explanation. There was no little fucking thing explaining why it was there. And nothing. It was just there. And it was really big and obvious. And just for no apparent reason, I was doing some research uh, before I started this on the Oklahoma City Memorial, and it sh- it talks about all the different elements, uh, the the symbolism behind it, all the stuff that they put up there, but they never once mention this giant, you know, pyramid with the all seeing eye. They don't they don't go into that on, on the Wikipedia page at least. And if anyone can find more information about that, I would be very interested to hear about that. So, Oklahoma City was weird, uh, but just the memorial was weird. The town's very nice. We checked out the botanical gardens, which was beautiful and uh, very, very cool. Besides the the bombing, that's fucked up. Um, but like I said, uh, I just want people to realize what I think is was the greater agenda behind the OKC bombing was as a precursor to 9-11, it was to get the public consciousness, to get it in the public consciousness that this could happen. So you were prepared for it once 9-11 happened and you didn't ask too many questions. Because you had to prepare the people like subconsciously and just get it into them that, you know, people want to kill you for no reason. People hate you because of freedom or some bullshit like that. You know, and that's, that's what I think it was about. I, you know, I think it was a large... That was a large portion of the reason why that happened. Um, went to Memphis, Tennessee as well, which is a real cool town. Uh, and they got another pyramid there. 
which is a Bass Pro Shop. They got this big-ass pyramid. It's 321 feet tall, uh, like 33 stories or some shit. Actually, let me see if it's 33 stories. I wanna, I'm curious about that now. I have a little page pulled up about it. Um... 321, oh, about 32 stories, up, oh, 32, about 32 stories, they say, 321 feet, about 32 stories, so, I'm gonna call it 33 on some Freemason Illuminati shit, since it's a fucking pyramid, and uh, it was just really weird, it's like a giant glass pyramid right next to the Mississippi River, and you're like, what the fuck is this doing here, and then you go inside, and it's a Bass Pro Shop, it's like a giant outdoorsman store, and they got alligators, they got big ass fish swimming around in these aquariums, and uh, it was just—it was cool, man. I—I'm not gonna lie, that shit was tight. I wish I had one of those in my town—a giant pyramid bass pro shop. Maybe that's what the pyramids in Giza really were. It was just a bass pro shop, and you know, it was for the people who fished on the Nile and shit. And uh, you know, go get your fucking lures and your your fishing hooks and your fucking boats. And you just go have a day with the fam out on the Nile and catch some fish. That, that's my theory for the real reason behind the, the pyramids. It was a Bass Pro Shop, obviously. What else would it be? So that was weird. I uh, went to Birmingham, Alabama as well. And uh, Birmingham's tight, dude. I like Alabama. It's beautiful down there. I'd never been to the South before, so this was all new to me. And that Southern hospitality stuff, that's real shit. People are very nice down there, and I love their accents. I think my favorite part of the whole trip was seeing an Asian person with a southern accent. I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. I just love it. This is my favorite shit ever. That's great. Asian people with southern accents. We need some more of that shit, man. I like it. <laughs> and uh, we went to this place. I did a little show. It was a fucking terrible show. I'm not even going to get into that bullshit. But across the street, we're right there at the Five Points in Birmingham, Alabama. And there's a weird fountain there. It's called the Storyteller. And what it is is a Baphomet, which is a a fucking hooved motherfucker, like humanoid figure with a goat head. And it's supposed to represent like some Luciferian shit. The Baphomet is like, you know, some satanic shit. And it's right in front of a church. This gorgeous church that's just awesome. And then they put this shitty fountain with the Baphomet right there. And the Baphomet's got this uh, this book. And he's got it open and he's like preaching in front of the church. Like, like fucking shitting on the church basically. He has his back to the church. And he has his book open. And then he has this big staff in one hand and a book in the other. And on top of the staff is the owl. Which is also a satanic, you know, illuminated fucking symbol which is what they worship at the bohemian grove which is what the band i toured with is all about that bohemian grove exposure which is cool but um then you have all these other animals that are like looking up to the baphomet and just in awe of it you know they're eating it up whatever the bullshit he's saying and uh it was just very strange and the 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 animals are arranged in like a pentagram it's clearly satanic right in front of the right in front of the church, just slapping it in the face. And it was just, I don't like seeing that shit. I'm not super Christian or nothing, but that's just disrespectful. That's bullshit, man. It makes you want to smash it or something. And an interesting element of the fountain that I noticed was that there was a little rabbit, like a baby rabbit, 
And he was ignoring the Baphomet, and he was looking towards the church, like looking towards Christ. And I think that symbolized the you know innocence of youth and the 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 tendency of younger people to be drawn towards more pure ideals because they haven't been corrupted yet by this satanic system that we live in. That's what I gathered from it. Look up that shit. It's called The Storyteller. It's in Birmingham, Alabama. Or if you're near it, go check it out. Go pee on it or something. Uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> but I, I I try to look up some stuff online, and they say that, oh, it's not satanic. It's just, you know, that's a theory or something. But it's like, dude, how fucking retarded are you? They obviously don't know anything about the symbolism. It's all in the symbolism. They don't have to come right out with a plaque saying, hey, this is for Satan. It's just, you know, notice the symbolism. That's the way this shit works. It's all about the symbols. Symbols control the world. They really do. Somebody smart once said that. I'm not sure who. I guess I did. Does that make me smart? I don't know. So Birmingham was tight. Uh, And then I went to Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm not sure if this is before or after. It's all mixed up. I had some great fried chicken. That was cool. You know, I had some good meatloaf in Mississippi at a gas station. Never thought I would do that, but... Damn, that shit was good. Meatloaf and cream corn, some cornbread. Whew. That's good stuff, man. I could live in the South just for the food. And then I went and met up with my friend in Atlanta. And what a cool city, man. I like Atlanta. Atlanta's tight. Uh, I had some great barbecue food, some brisket. And holy shit, man. That was whew, good stuff, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, and that's my trip. You know, I'm not going to get too much into that. Whatever. Who cares what I've been doing? I, I did, did a bunch of skateboarding. I went and saw fucking Lil Wayne. Check that shit out. On my birthday. I turned 26 years old on July 27th. And then when I went, up, went and met up with my friend, it turned out he had tickets to see fucking Lil Wayne and Blink-182. Now, I'm not huge fans of either one. But, you know, Blink-182's got some cool songs, a couple ones I fuck with, and then so does Lil Wayne. I'll listen to a couple Lil Wayne songs. I'm not the biggest Lil Wayne fan. I think he's a fucking dumbass. But (laughs) I'll go check him out. I got nothing better to do. So I went and saw that, and that was interesting. But I'm just not a big fucking festival, like, concert guy. I don't want to be around 20,000 people. I hate it. I fucking hate it, man. Especially 20,000 drunk people or, you know, they're high on something. It's just fucking blah. I hate it, man. It's just it drives me nuts. But um, I'll tell you what. You know, Blink One Eight Two put on a hell of a show. They were very entertaining. Travis Barker, the drummer, he got into this metal cage, like this circular cage with his drum set, and he's just smashing the fucking drums to all these different songs. It's like a remix. And he did some shit for Nipsey Hussle, and then uh. It was like a remix of like 10 different songs, and he's just drumming to them, and it's fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden, the thing starts flipping upside down, and he's drumming upside down. It was just, it was the most amazing shit I've seen in my life, man. That was like very, very impressive shit, Travis Barker. Good job, man. So, yeah, that was uh, interesting. I don't know. Went and had some beers after some guy bought me a bunch of drinks. I didn't even know him. But uh, that's that Southern hospitality. It's great. I like it. I could I could live in Atlanta, maybe. Maybe someday. A lot of rappers come out of Atlanta, but I don't think a lot of rappers like me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, So, what's been going on in the news lately? While I was away, 
I I was looking up some stuff on the earthquakes in California. Apparently, there's been like 50,000 earthquakes within the last month. And some people were thinking that the super volcano that they found beneath California was going to blow up. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, that's just what I needed. A fucking super volcano to blow up. And there's a lot of good researchers. Some guy I've been following for a long time, Dutch Sense. He goes a lot in depth into uh, into these weird earthquakes and weird storms and stuff. He's been exposing the harp shit and just the man-made, manipulated weather for a long time. I think he does some good research. He does a lot of stuff with earthquakes as well. And uh, it's well documented. Uh, last year, I think it was a Forbes article or something that came out saying that there's a giant magma chamber beneath California that's even bigger than the one... Uh, beneath Yellowstone. And if that blows up, then we're all fucked. I'm definitely fucked. I live in Carson City. That's right next to California. That's like as close as you can get. So I hope that doesn't happen. That, that would be a real bummer. But just in case, maybe it would be good to prep a little. I don't know. I'm not, a, not big into the doomsday prepping thing. I think that's a lot of living in fear and stuff, but it doesn't hurt to be prepared. You don't got to live in a bunker or anything, but to have some water and some food just in case the shit goes down, because really, it could be anything, you know? What if it was a an EMP that knocked down the electrical grid or, you know, some big storm or a volcanic eruption, God forbid, or a big earthquake? Anything could happen, man. It, it really can. I hit a mountain lion on my bicycle once, so, you know, anything could happen, <laughs> Um, I don't know much about what's going on in California, whether or not the volcano is going to blow. I don't think anybody really does. They were trying to connect the fact that, uh, they're letting out all these water, all the water from these dams. And I don't know what that would do to prevent a volcanic eruption. I feel like it would just make it into a giant sauna. You have all this lava hitting all this water and then it just fucking like a nice sauna for us to die in. But... I don't know if that's going to happen or not. That was just a weird thing I came across in my research. Watched a couple of videos on it. And maybe it's just fear-mongering. Maybe it won't happen, but it would be a real bummer if it did. I don't even think the people in control of the world want that to happen. Like, I, I don't know. California's pretty nice. Why would you want to blow it all up and just, you know, take the rest of the Western United States with you? So, because they do have the ability to trigger volcanic eruptions and earthquakes and tsunamis and things of that nature with their ionospheric heaters and installations like HARP. And they can do it. I don't, I don't think even they want to do that. Like, that's probably where they draw the line. They're like, wait a second, dude. Let's not do that. That's fucked up. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. So I don't want to scare you with it or nothing. I'm just saying I heard something about it. Now I'm just gossiping. Look at me. Uh, yesterday, some, another terrible event happened in, in United States history. There was a shooting at Walmart in El Paso, Texas, supposedly. That's what they said on the news. And I find it strange that when, when this stuff happens, you get a notification on your phone. On your iPhone, it straight up says, you know, anytime there's a horrific event, it fucking notifies you. Like, you have to know. Because that's what these things are all about. You know, I don't know how many people really died. Um, I'm definitely very, very skeptical of any of these mass shootings that happen, 
especially after the bullshit with Sandy Hook and all that stuff and how you're not allowed to say nothing about it or you get you know thrown off of YouTube and blackballed and all this shit. And then it used to be whenever a shooting would happen, you can go on YouTube and type in like Sandy Hook hoax or something. And then you would see somebody would come out and explain some of the anomalies and some of the strange things that happened. And you would kind of get another take on it because you have all these people who are very skeptical as well, as they should be, just considering all of the false flags that have happened in the past and and the greater agenda and shit and how, you know, the people in control don't mind sacrificing some motherfuckers and stuff. So it used to be you're able to do that on YouTube, but they changed it. They actually, they've had a congressional hearing where uh, the main, like, spokesperson for YouTube talks about how they filter out those results. They like, they'll either remove the video completely or make it impossible to find. So that's what's happening with my shit too. Like my uh, my music or whatever and, and just certain shit I got on YouTube, like they ain't trying to let you find that shit. It's not coming up on no like suggested videos or something. Maybe it's because they're not that good, but there definitely is the agenda to silence the alternative media and the conspiracy researchers and, and the people trying to expose the truth. So it's it's becoming harder and harder to find information on these shootings like this and, and see what's really happening. And it's terrible regardless. You know, rest in peace to everyone who died at Walmart. And fuck, in my opinion, another reason not to go to Walmart. Fuck Walmart. I go there all the time, though, unfortunately. I have to. At least I think I have to. Um, I don't even want to get into it, honestly. I don't want to go, I don't want to give these motherfuckers more of their publicity that they're seeking with these shootings and stuff. Because it's all, I think it has a lot to do with the gun control and just the overall feeling unsafe all the time and someone's always out to get you. And I don't like talking. I don't like it. I'm just, and there was one in Dayton, Ohio on the same day too. So, you know, they're going to come together with all the, the gun control debates and how we all have to give over our weapons and things like that. And um, it's also going to create more racial division because it was some white kid that did it. So, you know, white people are like the fucking devil now or some shit. And everyone's racist if you're white or whatever. And that's like what they want you to believe. It's not like that, man. And it's just, I don't like, I don't know. I'm I'm sick of it, honestly. I'm, I'm just fucking sick of it. It's bullshit. And, you know, rest in peace to everyone who got killed there in these two places. Supposedly, who knows, maybe people didn't even get killed. I don't know. It's hard to say. So, I don't like it. I know some guy who's running for president came out and said it was Trump's fault. Of course, everything is Trump's fault. Like, he fucking went there with a machine gun and started slaughtering people. But, no, it's just because he's been saying mean stuff. He's just a mean guy. So, therefore, people are going to shoot up Walmart. You know, because they hate Mexicans or something. It's like, dude, give me a fucking break with this shit. And any any time somebody can jump on and further their political agenda with a disaster, they absolutely will. And it's just disgusting, you know, the way these politicians fucking take advantage of these these slaughters, which they probably fucking planned or their their real bosses planned. And uh, it's just bullshit, and I'm sick of it, and I hope one of these things goes down when I'm there, and I have my fucking gun, and I'm able to shoot this motherfucker before it goes down. And then when I'm interviewed, I'll be like, yo, check out Inscrutable Malice. That's my new shit. And uh, so on and so forth. 
and that'll be great, but it won't. Actually, there was a mass shooting here in Carson City once, which was very, very strange, and I don't think it, it aligned with, like, I think this was a legit mass shooting. Some dude walked into IHOP and shot a bunch of people with an AR-15. And he killed like a good, like 10 people or something or something like that. And I remember watching the video on uh, on the internet. Some lady pulls up on a motorcycle into the parking lot. This is a place I go all the time. This is like right down the street from where I live, you know. And then he shoots her in the head with a gun. But she was wearing a helmet and she actually survived. That her motorcycle helmet stopped an AR-15 bullet. Fucking dead, point-blank range. Like, right right in front of her face. And that was crazy. And that, that happened, I think, in, like, 2010 or, or 2011. Maybe 2009. I don't know. I think I was, in, I was in high school. But just terrible. So that stuff really does happen. And the fucked up part is you never really know. It's It's kind of difficult to distinguish the legitimate ones you know that was just some crazy nutcase who's fucking shooting everyone uh from the government false flags because there's so many of them it's just i don't don't know man it sucks uh something else that i i watched a short film called nano it was a sci-fi short film nano presented by dust and look at the language in that nano presented by dust what are they spraying in the sky? Nano dust. Smart dust. Little little smart nano-sized computers that everybody is breathing in. This is all part of the 5G geoengineering, space fence lockdown, fucking Morgellons, chemtrails, transhumanism shit that's going on. But I would highly recommend you go on YouTube and watch this documentary. It's not a documentary. It's just a film. It's a science fiction film. But I think that it gives us a pretty real glimpse into the world of the future. Um, basically, the premise behind it, everybody has nanobots in their blood. It's just, you know, normal. Their whole body is teeming with these little nano-sized computers, and there's like trillions of them in everybody. And you can program them to like change your appearance. You could change into a whole new person. And it's transhumanism. It's when humans morph with computers, which is totally part of the agenda. You know, that's what Ray Kurzweil wants to happen. And he wrote about it in his book. Um, what the fuck is his book called? The Second Coming or some shit? No. I was trying to look at my bookcase. I can't remember what it's called, but Ray Kurzweil wrote a book about transhumanism and about just the next level where technology is going. And he was a head Google executive, so if anybody knows, it would be him. And that's the plan, man. They want to inject everyone with these nanobots and just have complete control over you, dude. If they have, if this shit is in your brain, which it is, it's already in everybody. You can do the red wine test and find that out. Look up the red wine test online. And you'll see you have these little Morgellon fibers, these little nanobots inside of you. They're in everybody. It's in everybody and everything. It's fucking crazy because they self-replicate. But um, in this movie, you know, everybody's all got them. And then the government uses them to track everybody. And it, they can, like, shut you down. They can hit a button and you're just dead. And I think, you know, I think that's very telling and very close to the society that we're heading into. 
You know, everybody confined into these super cities, these these fucking densely populated towns, you know, mega cities where you can't get away and you're just always under constant surveillance. And, you know, eventually they're going to be surveying you from the inside, you know, with these with these nanobots. Nanotechnology is very scary stuff, and that's the forefront of technology at the moment. So it's something that people should be doing more research into, and it should be brought into the public consciousness more often. But it's not, and it's because there's a military agenda behind it. Um, it's all part of the agenda, and it's it's just nuts, man. And, you know, Elena Freeland has written a couple books. She wrote Chemtrails Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. She wrote Space Fence Lockdown um, Under an Ionized Sky. Oh, wait, no. The second one was Under an Ionized Sky, and the one she's working on now, I think, is the, the Space Fence one. And I don't think it's out yet. Either way, she's an incredible researcher and is really good at connecting all of this stuff together. And the reason why they're spraying so much stuff into the sky, one of the reasons, there's several, um, is to create an ionized sky. And this goes back to the Reagan administration when Ronald Reagan came out with something called Star Wars. And, you know, of course, reminiscent of the Star Wars films, they always take a fucking movie name to, like, make it popular and fun. When it's not popular, it's not fun. (laughs) It was the Space Defense Initiative, or SDI. was the official name of it. And the plan was a a space-based laser system in order to regulate satellites and and shoot incoming missiles and shit like that. It was during the Cold War. So it was a Cold War thing in order to weaponize space and prevent missiles from fucking blowing us up. Or just us, we can blow them up with missiles, though, and, like, it'll make it easier for us to do that. But, you know, the way they sell it to the public is we're going to... It's going to protect us or something, you know. Basically a space fence. A big fence in space uh, using radar waves. And it's just some crazy next level shit. But but they weren't able to do it. They tried it and failed back then. And the reason why they couldn't do it is because they needed an ionized atmosphere in order for it to happen. They needed to be able to transmit radio waves and like Wi-Fi signals. And they needed a medium in which to do that. And without an ionized atmosphere, you can't propagate these waves. So you need to spray out these little uh, metallic particles and nanobots and shit. And what that does is it gives the atmosphere an electrical charge, basically turning it into a giant, you know, conductor, like a semiconductor. That's all a microchip is. is, It's just a platform for conduction to happen and information to be relayed and transmitted. So now the atmosphere has been turned into that because you have all these fucking nano shit up in it you know all this nanotechnology and um that's the reason why they're spraying constantly all over the world and it's it's a military industrial complex agenda just to lock down the whole entire world and and to have it in everyone's bodies and it's just going to be complete control over everything because it's going to be in the atmosphere you know, it already is in the atmosphere, and it's already in you. It's going to be in every person and just everything. And when you have all this stuff, you're like a walking antenna. You know, Nick Begich came out with a book long, long ago, uh, Angels Don't Play This Harp, uh, where he talked about the, what they were doing at Harp. And Harp was uh, 
That's in Gakona, Alaska, the High Frequency Active Aurora Research Project. And that was an ionospheric heater where they were doing research on the ionosphere, supposedly. And everyone was talking about how it could control the weather, create earthquakes, things like that. And um, that was like the testing ground. They were figuring out what they can do and what they had to do and, and all that. And since then, they have a bunch of these places all over the world and littler ones and, you know, a whole array of them. But it can also be used for for mind control and something called voice-to-skull technology. And this has been going on for a long, long time as well. You had Dr. Jose Delgado. I believe he went to Yale or something. He's he's a he's a scientist. And he did the things with implantable transponders where you put an antenna into somebody's brain and you could just beam thoughts into their heads, you know, with a with a transmitter. So you have the transponder or the transceiver. I forget how it works. But you basically have an antenna, you hit a fucking button, and then boom, somebody's talking to you. They're in your head, you know? And this was back in the 50s. He did the famous experiment with the bull. He went into a bullfighting ring in Spain. And he had put one of these uh, antennas into a bull's head. Had the bull charge at him full speed and then hit the button in his fucking pocket or whatever. And the bull just stopped in his tracks. And that was a very famous experiment. And it should be more famous. I don't think people really know about it. And that was in the 50s. So now it's all done wirelessly. You know, you don't even have to put the little antenna in there. It's just like your cell phone, how somebody can call you on your cell phone or you can get a text message. You can do that straight into somebody's brain because just like how everybody has a different fingerprint and a different iris and a different, you know, facial features and stuff, everyone has a different wavelength that their brain is operating on. So when you isolate that wavelength and you transmit a frequency of of the same wavelength, you can just beam shit straight into a motherfucker. It's just crazy, man. It's like unbelievable. But, you know, there's so many targeted individuals out there who are like being experimented on. I think that's the thing behind the TIs, targeted individuals, is um, they're trying out their shit and they're seeing what works. You know, because eventually they want to do it to everybody. But, you know, it's trial and error. It's the scientific method. You got to practice. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people in our society that are victims of this and they can't find no help. You know, you go into the doctor and the doctor don't believe you. He thinks you're nuts or something because he doesn't research this kind of shit. He's a doctor and doctors have their own mentality. It's hard to find a good one who will be open-minded and actually try to figure this stuff out this stuff out and um even when they do it's like what can you do you know when none of this technology is really in the public domain it's like you have a vaccine for fucking mind control or something but i don't know i'm totally trailing off onto some crazy shit but this is just what i think about all the time you know i don't really prepare the talks too much i'll write down some some things that i i think about and try to uh, elaborate on them some. And then I just bounce around and probably sound like a crazy person. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long month. It's been crazy. It's just a crazy world out there, all the stuff that's happening. Um, Like I said, with the 5G rollout, the space fence, the, the constant spraying, the, the, the shootings, the fucking... But what are people... What are, what are we doing, though, as a society? We're not doing much. We're not doing much about it. At least here in my town, people just want to drink. They want to fucking smoke weed. And I'm no better, man. I do that shit a lot, too. 
but it's just a, a, a way to escape reality. You know, we're trying to cope with it. And nobody wants to acknowledge the real situation that's happening. It's very bleak. It is very grim. The reality of this life is not all fucking, you know, puppies and rainbows and shit. It's not like that. It's uh, it's very tough and it's very sickening once you find out what's really happening. So if you're one of those people who are able to research these things without completely losing your mind and you're able to think about things, you know, objectively and uh, and just kind of try to understand it. You know, you're very you have a very special gift because most people are incapable of that. Most people are trying to run away from reality and live in this fantasy world that is being constructed around us to distract us and to make it so we don't do anything about it. They want us to be completely distracted and just focusing only on happy, good things. And that's why there's so many like self-help books out and stuff because we live in a sick society. We live in a place that we were never meant to live as human beings. You know, this isn't how we were supposed to live. And that's why there's so much discontent and so much so many people who just feel something isn't right, why there's so much anxiety and depression and, and sadness and shit just doesn't feel right. So people turn to these books or or documentaries, these gurus and shit, this new age religion who's trying to tell you that uh they're trying to tell you that everything's okay, you know. It's all part of the process and and God or whatever, the energy, the universe, it's all going to work in your favor. You just have to think positively. Don't focus on the negative. Act like that doesn't exist. And everything will be okay. And that's how you be happy. But that's fucking bullshit, man. (laughs) It might help you a little bit, but it's not going to help society one bit because it's not going to stop these people from doing all of these terrible things that they've been doing and been trying to do for thousands of years to just control society completely so there's a lot of people when you try to talk to them about some real shit they just shut down they don't want to hear about it they only want to hear about the happy stuff they say you know oh no talk to me about something happy or whatever and that's sad man it's sad that we've been trained to be like that because it's very destructive it's an incredibly destructive thing that's going on in our society Because if you can't talk about real issues and you have nobody who's willing to look at that, there is nobody to keep in check these psychopaths who want to control the world and who have the means to do it because they have incredible amounts of money, trillions of dollars. They control all of the highest technology, all the weapons and all that shit. And the only people who are preventing the total domination of this planet by these crazy motherfuckers is the people who are able to step back and objectively look at things and realize what the fuck's happening and call them out on it, you know, and talk about the bad shit. All these people who are living in this little fantasy world where, you know, they're just trying to get all fucked up and and have fun all the time, or not even that, a lot of people don't do drugs or whatever, but they still, you know, it's like the hippie type shit where they don't want to acknowledge anything bad, like anything outside their comfort zone. They just act like it doesn't exist. And that's exactly what they fucking want. That's exactly what they want. That's why they invented the New Age religion. That's why they brought over all these gurus and shit from India to to preach this stuff 
and to modify it though and make it so you don't look at the bad, you don't even acknowledge that anything bad exists and you just try to act like this terrible system that we live in, this oppressive system that is making us feel so terrible, they try to act like everything's okay. And I don't like that. I, uh, you know, I could sit here and I could talk about the the hottest trends and shit or like some some new music that's meaningless or some movie that just came out or some sports events or something like that. I could talk about that, but I don't want to. That's not important. It doesn't matter. That shit's all fucking bullshit, you know? And if if you're into that stuff and you you enjoy watching it and you do it to relax and that's fine and I'm not hating or nothing. I just I'm going to talk about the stuff that I want to talk about because I think it's important and I think that the world is in need of more people who are able to talk about the important issues that are going on. And uh, if you made it this far in this talk, then congratulations to you because you're probably one of those people crashing the party, you know, (laughs) talking about some stuff that nobody wants to talk about, making people feel really uncomfortable, uninviting yourself, basically, (laughs) to the function. Um, But I don't know, man. It's just a crazy world. Nonetheless, I'm thankful to be alive. I don't know. I, uh... I haven't even been working this whole year, which is crazy. I sold cars for a couple years, almost two years. Just saved all my money because I wanted to travel. And then I went and traveled. I traveled across Asia, 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 Asia. And then came home, chilled, worked on a bunch of music. And then I just traveled across the U.S. just now. I went and did the National Park thing as well. And now I'm out of money. <laughs> So it's time to get a job. You know, I'm not going to act like I'm some big-time rapper, podcaster who's just making a bunch of money. I make no money off of this. I make nothing besides what you give me. Uh, If you support my art and stuff, you know, you can hit me up. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. That's homage, H-0-M-A-G-E. If you're trying to buy some CDs or a shirt or something, you know, just let me know. I got plenty. I can ship them all over the world. No big deal. And if you're just trying to donate to to help me do what I do, because, you know, hosting these websites and putting these podcasts out, you got to pay for it all. Everything's Everything costs money. So this is all coming out of my pocket. It's just something I do for you guys, for the people who listen, you know. And uh, you can go to homage.com h0mage dot com, and you could find you know more of my music, a lot of stuff you could just download for free. And uh, there's also a little donation thing if you want to help me out a little bit. You know it's greatly appreciated. If not, no worries. Just uh, check out my stuff. I got a bunch of talks up there and a bunch of music, and I got a couple new albums on the way as well uh, for my music stuff. So that's fun. That's good stuff. Um, I guess that's where I draw the line here. I guess I gotta go. So, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Hope everyone is doing good. Surviving out there. You know, able to feed your family, pay your bills. And stay sane in this very, very crazy world. You know, it's, uh, it is a lot what we're going through. And I understand, uh, that it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to live in this world, especially 
when you find out what's really going on and you're one of those people who's actually paying attention and you understand how bad it really is. So, you know, stay strong. You are needed. You are loved. You are good. And uh, everybody have a great day and a great night. Thank you so much for listening. I will be more consistent with these podcasts now that I'm home and settled in. I love you all. Peace and love and all that shit. Hope, you know, hope it's all good. (laughs) I don't know how to say bye. I'm out of here. Peace. Upon this with the bird was hatched from his egg. Went from black that's had a birth and headed back to the grave. Lacking in faith, dilapidated, halfway to cake. But rapid sages made me captivated back in the day. I'm extrapolated, data making rap that's innovated. Try to take the higher road, although the path is integrated. Math is indicated, we're connected as one. But I'm glad to get to spray you with the weapons and guns. Sun's hot, water's wet, life's harder than death. Having thoughts of regret, trying hard to forget. Know the closer that it is to you, the larger the threat. If you love it, it can also rip your heart from your chest. Scar flesh marks the memories. Remember me now? Fill the valley up with blood to wash my enemies round. Though there's evidence a peasant can't ascend to the crown. In the end, I think perfection's never meant to be found. You see, the world is you invent to build a vast facade. Matter is intelligent, a million mass of God. It's all that you invented, it's a vast facade. Matter is intelligent, a million mass of God. Over seven billion people call this planet their home. Famine, war, and genocide, and love and passion it grows. We're accident prone. Gas put the gas to your dome. Fast the blast with the chrome to snatch the cash you won't. Make the massacres known. Wrote the facts in the poems. Stay opposed to most of those atrocious acts you condone. Coast to coast, I boast the most ferocious raps in my shows. Shit so dope, you're comatose. I flow in cats over dose. All the mass that you won't deny your true self life. And your leaders say, yo, baby, really, who self's right? I'll ignite eternal fire. Burned up Babylon quick. Politicians swallow this. They're always gagging on dick. I'm the captain of the ship. I'll decide Let's unite instead of fight and then we'll finally prevail While the blind fail to see through the vast facade I just sit back and laugh at the mass of God You see the world is you invent to build a vast facade Matter is intelligent, a million mass of God It's all that you invented, it's a vast facade Matter is intelligent, a million mass of God I'm looking past the flaw to see the mass of God It's hard to grasp the thought, it's all a vast facade The tax in y'all, so they can bomb sacks abroad Cause we'll never find peace if this cash involved Had a man evolve from the Neanderthal And if God planned the rise, he can plan the fall See you flaunt your disguise to enhance your cause But there's no way you can hide once your mask dissolves Spit the realness when I rhyme great, smash the frog be the ill as long as fire makes ash from laws. Plan to kill it like a mind mic, blasting jaws. But I'm chilling while you're fighting like cats and dogs. Don't be fast to drop the tough task you got. In the future, know the presence, what the past be got. I infuse you with the message in these raps I brought. It's a vast facade, a million mass of God. You think you need someone to pay